uh, uh, testing. Uh, testing. Is this thing on? Do we have the right amount of monitor? No, I don't know what that is either, but I know people ask that when they're recording. Okay, we're good? Uh, yes! Uh, greetings, citizens! No, your ears do not deceive you. It is indeed I, the great Dr. Eggman. Now, as you know, I've been trying to sneak in often and catch that pesky hedgehog, but I'm too dummy thick, and the clapping of my butt cheeks keep giving me away. So in lieu of my conquest of Earth, I will have to settle for conquesting and taking over this, your niche, poorly known internet radio show. Destroy your clickbait. This week, I will be replacing the usual hosting, and my companions, Orbot and Cubot, will be replacing Adam and long-time regular Phil. Also, apparently, I'm supposed to get someone to replace uh, someone called a, a Jillian? Uh, I, I didn't prepare enough for this, so... Uh, I don't know, I'll be doing another voice in the background. Anyway, though, blasting through the information superhighway, talking a blue streak, it's time once more for the Destroy All Clickbait podcast. The podcast that asks, why all the realistic teeth? Oh, we're referencing that thing, yeah? Yeah, that's... That's going to be giving me more nightmares than usual. Am I Good, done? You... Do, do I get my check? Yes, yes. Make it out. Mike Pollock. Yes, with an O. Yes, and another O. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Mike. A.K.A. Eggman. A.K.A. Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> Who A.K.A. Should A.K.A. Def- Jim Carrey doing shtick. Yes, I'm going to kick A- him right in the mean bean machine. <laughs> no, very I specifically... S- I. As much as Jim Carrey's doing Jim Carrey, so much of the character has been Mike Pollock doing his voice for it that it it feels wrong. I, mm. I'm good with it. Like, oh, it feels wrong on a number of levels. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm good with it. Like oh. the trailer is terrible, but Jim Carrey is having a lot of fun, and I'm here um, for that. Yeah, he's having well, fun. It, and this is just a thing I didn't realize. I'm not a major Sonic fan. But Mike Pollock has been doing the voice and providing the a consistent characterization for Eggman slash Robotnik across a number incarnations of the franchise that I think he may is that he may be the more consistent element of Sonic than any other thing in Sonic. I mean, it's that or the previous guy, Dean Bristow, who did yeah. it for about as long and over about as many incarnations. Jeez. Hey everyone, welcome to your favorite uh, Insider Sonic the Hedgehog Mostly podcast. I'm surprised <laughs> that I that. have as much opinions about this as I apparently do, that I feel as strongly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big Sonic fan, but when Mike Pollock replaced Dan Grabowski, that's when the, <laughs> the voice I think really took off, you know. <laughs> All these I, mean, did- I remember when I was a kid, there were two, uh, I guess, competing Sonic cartoons on at the time. Oh. Uh, one was yep. sort of a wacky thing, the other one was serious, but they were both yes. voiced by, uh, both Sonics were voiced by Jaleel White. Yeah. So is that, is that Urkel like a from, Teen uh... Titans fan? Yes! Exactly! <laughs> that's, that's like Teen Titans, if both had, um, Kevin Costner, wait, that's not Kevin Costner, that's someone else. Michael, uh, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy doing Batman as the main thing in both incarnations. <laughs> okay. And they both came out at the same time. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's it's yeah, wild. Well, the uh, the guy that did the 
I've I've I found a long time ago. I found the animators' web page for the guy who was the key animator for Doctor Robotnik on the Wacky Show. Oh yes, that's a delight. Ah, oh, he, the he just had the... he describes him as sexy so often. It's really weird. No, no, but I, Adam, you would actually be really into this, being into animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The character page for the Doctor Robotnik for that one is so good. Okay. It legitimately like, is. You mean the the design? Yes, page the, the design page and the character the reference notes. page. Yeah, the keynotes okay. for it. Cool. They are yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. It is phenomenal, and it does use the word sexy like it's supposed to play in that draw him with the idea that we're making the world sexiest fat man. <laughs> that's that's a quote. That's, that's a, a direct quote. quote. Okay, I'm not. I'm not quite sure if they succeeded to that degree that they wanted to. I but don't know. It, I don't know. There's that one I time guess, he wears a bikini. Fair enough. Well, I know that he he is the Eggman and he is the Walrus. Was the other yes. thing that they used to design him or whatever? No, um, no. But here's the thing: whether they succeeded or not, I can see that now and how they did it. Yeah, he believes and, well, he's, he's sexy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He believes he's sexy. It, ad- yeah, it adds, a, but it also adds a proper uh, like weight of dignity to like the walk cycle and body language that gives a lot to the character in the absurdest way that they draw it. Okay, I know exactly what you mean. So yes, yeah. on the subject of Sonic the Hedgehog, who boy? Yeah, that There's we're talking around. Um, we're <laughs> recording this the day the trailer was announced to the general public it had previously gotten a convention showing but this was now it escaped it, yeah yes. this was when it only, was released to the internet yeah only the inner circle knew about it till now to but... the deafening cries of why <laughs> and oh god um, no and, and the music teeth. was gangster's paradise yeah I mean, I mean, Aang what does has that a, have to do with anything? I thought Aang people were joking when they recut. said it's set to Gangster's Paradise, but no, that is a real thing. Ing and I have a theory that it was recut hastily from uh, D- "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> what, what about what makes you think it's that particular song? Because when I think back on my when I replay it in my memory, "Don't Stop Me Now" inherently plays during that thing, and "Don't Stop Me okay. Now." is a song that, like, syncs up to it and fits Sonic the Hedgehog better. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of songs about running and everything, but yes, fair enough. I can can see it. But but the song they use starts with, I'm walking, doesn't it? Yeah! Yeah. That's the first lyrics? As I walk through the the uh, valley of the shadow of death. Which has... Which is... (laughs) Which... Is no. maybe something you could play if you did a sequel that had Shadow the Hedgehog, and then that oh, would Jesus. be clever. I guess. Well, I, somebody did point out, though, the whole thing feels, at least at the beginning, very much like a 90s thing. Uh, so using a 90s song like Gangster's Paradise makes a certain amount of sense, but it feels very much like, uh, like I don't know, the the mask? Well, and Jim Carrey's in it, obviously. It um, really does Yeah, like no, the but here's the thing. The mask had a good and appropriate soundtrack. Like, the mask had Cuban Pete to play during the trailers and everything, so it had something that people went, yes, that matches the tone. That is something... Yeah, because it was in the middle of the 90s swing a, revival. 
Yeah, and that's not a... a this yeah. isn't something that you would feel like a disconnect. That feels appropriate to it. Doing yeah. Gangster's Paradise is like... Fuck, it's like... It's, uh, we're doing, ah, our Bugs Bunny revival. What should we set the trailer to? How about Cop Killer? <laughs> I would How absolutely about, uh, That would be kind of movie. appropriate. Bugs Bunny is an agent of chaos. So. <laughs> yeah. I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> Actually, that no, would, that no, that like one would work. work because I'm yeah, imagining right. him doing that. And, and dear God, it's like I can see that done in like a revival with Bugs Bunny singing that, and you have Porky Pig twerking in the background. <laughs> oh, God, and that's both a horrible pandering update to it, and yet that still kind of works. Yeah, it's it really Looney does. It, there, there's very little that's inappropriate for Looney Tunes. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget Looney Tunes was them literally like belting out pop classics of the 30s and 40s at the time, right? Yeah. Like, it was there to sell the music, if I understand correctly. So Originally, they, they abandoned that pretty quickly, but yeah, yeah. That was, that's why it's called Looney Tunes. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just... The, I'm Very just trying villainous. to think. You you could set it. You could set Looney Tunes to opera, and it would still work because everyone would go, "Oh yeah," because that's that one that was the best cartoon ever made. There's one Looney Tunes that I remember, and it's not one that had any of the main cast. And the premise of it is that the devil, one of the de- while visiting Earth, that one of the devil's horns falls off, and it becomes like, what? and because of its shape. Now hear me out. It becomes like. An ear trumpet and a disgruntled deaf man whose ear trumpet is bad throws his out and picks up the devil's horn thinking it's a shiny new one and puts Uh it on. But like, and it's, there's no words. It's entirely through music and sound effects. And the thing of him listening through the the devil's horn, using it as an ear trumpet and getting all this like loud and like discordant and uh, high energy music or din and everything until he throws it out and the devil comes back finding his horn and screws it back on his head. So he can only hear ska music because that's the best <laughs> music. Ow! <laughs> you wound me! I just had to make a ska joke. You always have to go for the ska joke. Great, yeah, now I'm imagining it and because I remember it the first time like when he puts it on. Really gonna piss off Hitler punch. And rather than <laughs> yeah, uh, pick up like bird songs that he's trying to listen to it picks up the sound of traffic and everything but now I'm imagining that he puts it on I'm gonna have to make that now I must admit I, I'm i not entirely sure what ska is and at this You're point better, I'm afraid to ask mighty, it's mighty better that way but, but I mean the real thing about the trailer Kevin is Bacon. just how, how horrific Kevin <laughs> right. How horrific the actual model for Sonic is, because he has realistic teeth, which is creeping some people out, but for me it's what's really creeping me out is his legs, which we so already hench. saw. They're so buff. Yeah. He's he's so like uncanny valley between being humanoid and a cartoon character. It's just his silhouette is unnerving. What I God. for some reason what bothers me is his hands. Because he wears gloves, but in this, I guess gloves are unrealistic, so it's just white fur. <laughs> yeah, white. I, I've you know concluded, what also? Okay, I've concluded that every no, meeting I... where they presented good designs, the design, the, the head went, yeah, but is this fuckable? Because if it's fuckable, <laughs> we can't have it. Well, no, yeah, yeah, they can't have it. Yes, exactly, right. No, they, okay. They here's no the thing: fuckable. I have to bring up. I I have to go back to the hands because I was thinking the same thing. 
But also, specifically, I kept looking, it's like, everything else is realistic, but he has no fingernails. <laughs> I mean... I don't like this. No, and then that becomes... Also, his fur is really soft and fluffy for a hedgehog. Yeah, yeah he doesn't have quills, he just has fluffy fur, apparently. But no, 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 it's very clear he has quills because we see Jim Carrey licking one. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't there's you electricity lick, don't coming you out lick of it, yeah. things that you find on the ground that are covered in lightning? It's what I do. If you're Scully or Hitchcock, you do. That's yeah. sure. oh. <laughs> I feel like there is a yin and yang between this and Detective Pikachu. Yes. Where what you said about... Yeah, there, there's been lots this... of tethered jokes, like, from us. Yeah, yeah. with this that falling this is the tethered version of Detective into Pikachu. the uncanny valley with it. I feel like Detective Pikachu is the same stuff, but on the other end of the Uncanny Valley. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's come out safe. Yeah. It's, it's think, right at the point where it's still endearing and adorable. I think a huge part of it is that Detective Pikachu was shot on film. Oh, on film. Yeah, yeah, 35mm. Uh, because Really? Yeah, because once you look at that, once you integrate CGI into the film and you've got the film artifacts and everything, it creates this really lived-in, earthy aesthetic. Hmm. That's a Which good point. Helps ground those things in reality. Whereas Sonic looks like it's been bleached. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's also the designs because the Pikachu and, and Pokemon designs are like they they look like the cartoon characters, but they which in when you put them in the real world, they kind of look like stuffed animals come to life. Yeah, and that's relatively you know appealing visually. You yeah. know, it's not freaking you out. Whereas Sonic, who looks like a hum homunculus of some kind. Oh God. He's just a he's just a weird half like I mean would it have killed them to give him like noodle arms and legs or, or no no, one no. I... he had to have big beefy legs <laughs> and I you know it, logic, it would be unrealistic sure, but... if he didn't have muscular legs he runs fast <laughs> I mean, right. at some ends I can't argue that uh, has anyone is everyone here familiar with the term the flying snowman problem. Is no. this related no. to the 1980, 1998 film Jack Frost? No. Uh, there's, a there's a children's uh, picture book called The Snowman. Right. Yes. That's like a Frosty the Snowman thing, and a snowman uh -huh. comes to life. It has no words, it's all through pictures. And at one point of it, the snowman like does a Peter Pan and flies with the children. Yeah, it's an icon in the UK. There's yeah. You watch the special every year. There's apparently, like a psychological slash art phenomena called the flying snowman problem where for some reason some people get to the point where the snowman flies and have a problem with it because it's like wait why can the snowman fly and it's an interesting phenomena apparently because they've already suspended their disbelief for the idea right. that a snowman can come to life but for some reason this snowman that's already doing impossible things, they accept it flying breaks that s suspension of disbelief. Right. And well, I I've feel like that's what Sonic, it's like, well, it has to be realistic, except for the fact <laughs> yeah. that it's a blue hedgehog. From another dimension who eats rings and does God knows what else. But yeah, it... it I, I've heard oh no, don't say what does God knows what else. That, that puts images in my mind. That I don't God know. has nothing to do with this. <laughs> do I look like the kind of man who cares what God thinks? <laughs> I just like eggs! Or whatever. I don't know his deal. I don't know the have, story. Have you guys heard the, some of the leaked dialogue 
that they've been talking about. It's been doing the rounds. No. no. So, Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik shouts at James Marsden's cop, and he's like, I was spitting out formulas while you were spitting out formula. And the cop then says, I was breastfed. Damn it! I'm angry I like that line! <laughs> That's actually, yeah, kind of funny. Yeah. And then I, and the Robotnik's like, thank you, I was an orphan. <laughs> God damn it! I'm upset that the script made me laugh! I just... Where is... In what context does this occur? <laughs> Does, does a man be? Does a man feel justified to go? I was breastfed, and this is the script. This is not Jim Carrey ad libbing. Well, presumably, because right? like James Marsden is the one who says he was breastfed. <laughs> Maybe James Marsden is a great ad libber, and we had we didn't know about it till now. He <laughs> was too busy being in terrible films. Yeah, uh, it is really weird to see James Marston in this because he's this guy you associate with being semi. I guess he's in some comedies and stuff, but he's uh, he's this very serious, like you know, almost uh, James Dean esque actor in some ways. You know, okay, you know, this is gonna sound ridiculous. A problem with the design is he has hips. Yes, <laughs> yes. Sonic the Hedgehog does not have hips. Sonic the Hedgehog is an oval with a head. Yeah. yeah. And the body language that involves hips is throwing me off so much. I, I can see why they did it, but the eye thing really bothers me. Because I, I know, like, it's not even really a nostalgia thing, but that's that's sort of an interesting aspect of the original design, that he has the mono-eye thing. Yeah. It doesn't look like just it sort anymore. Of, uh, they're, they're watering everything down. Yeah. I mean, he's had green yeah, eyes actually... for, like, 20 years. We had a talk, I forget if it was actually recorded for what, for me speculating that I thought for how the mono-eye came about and looking at the original design documents and how it's mostly misinterpreting what's supposed to be like a Mickey Mouse-esque face pattern. Yeah. Well, I can, I mean, Mickey Mouse originally had like the mono-eye, then they turned... Right. pupils into eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, his, those big white things around his eyes were his eyes, but people just started reading the dots as the eyes and the white things as part no, of no. His it face. was an intentional redesign uh, done for Fantasia. Yeah, later they did that. Expressive, but, but yeah. that was the original intention of Mickey Mouse was that the big white part were part of his. Like when you see him, he had dots for eyes. And the white part was actually supposed to be his eyes, his big bulgy eyes. But people read yeah. that as the face, so they finally just redesigned it. So yeah, that's his face, and he has smaller little regular eyes within what were originally his eyes. So he mutated over the years, basically. Yeah, but, but I felt, I felt if I feel if you did something like that and kept like effectively like the white hood there as part of uh, the fur mask, which hedgehogs actually have, that would possibly <laughs> read better. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. The way they did it just doesn't work. The bit that I mean, really grates on me is actually a minor thing, but his nose is too short, and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like... It look, you, It's like he's been... It's like he's hit a wall and just carried on afterwards. Yeah. Maybe he did. <laughs> you know what's the also the movie? 
Have you all seen that fan trailer? Like that short fan movie for Sonic the Hedgehog? The one with Julia White in it. Yeah, the one that actually got Julia White and has uh, Dr. Robotnik's soldiers attempt to kill the nostalgia critic? Yep. Oh. Yeah. No. I did not see that. That is an embarrassingly bad movie, a a bad project, and so cringeworthy. And it's kind of amazing how much this official production has the same energy and tone as that. Oh my god. (laughs) It really does, though. Except their Eggman kind of looks a bit more like him, but I gotta say I kind of like the Jim Carrey one of playing up the cackling loon thing better than what they did of trying to make him out as like an actual dictator. You can't make Eggman threatening in live action. (laughs) You don't say. The best (laughs) criticism is that he comes across as a mean uncle. Yeah. He's, He's He's just a really... Dr. Eggman is this weird dude. That yeah. is that is part of the appeal of the franchise. He's not really a <laughs> villain so much as he is a very strange man who just hates that hedgehog. There have been versions that were straight-out villainous, more to some degree, but it's has seemed to reach a conclusion more of going to the... Uh, Trying to think of a way to put it, almost like the Daffy Duck to Sonic's Bugs Bunny-esque of in school <laughs> of exactly it. school of well, cartoon Well, I remember the serious cartoon where he was like the dictator in charge of a like he was roboticizing all the animals. Yeah, where he was, it was sort of like a weird post-apocalyptic. Yeah, thing. where his design was based on the Baron Harkonnen from Dune. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not making that up. That was a conscious decision they paid. Your disease is beautiful, Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> And they gave him a deep, like, oily, vaguely, like, sexual in a Tim Curry villain-esque voice. He okay, sounded so like, what is, he sounded why like do so many people want to Cheney. fuck Dr. Robotnik, apparently? <laughs> why is this a thing? I don't know! <laughs> it's the mustache, oh, man. And you, you know what see, you could do you with that. You can see Jim Carrey's bald cap in the... At the trailer, he be- at the end of the trailer, he becomes more classically looking like the classic Doctor Robotnik, whereas for most of it, it's just Jim Carrey with goggles and kind of a goofy mustache. Why do they do that? Why do why not just make him? Oh, here's Eggman. Why do they have to like show him morphing into Eggman over the course of I've, the movie? I've, like, I've got to point out that's what like, movies they may do be, now. They may be going with the original origin which is so insane that it's impossible to explain. Are you talking about the origin that was never actually used, but was written in the Sonic Bible? It was written in the Sonic Bible and the Sonic comic that came out in the UK. The design document that was meant to inform everything about Sonic the Hedgehog that everyone making Sonic things ignored and did contrary things, none of which referencing it, to which I'm Based- referring that Robotnik was originally a adopted father figure to Sonic named uh, Kintobor. Ivo Kintobor, which is indeed Robotnik backwards, until he accidentally splices himself with a half-eaten, rotting, hard-boiled egg and thus becomes a bad egg. Oh and my god. becomes he- the egg-shaped Dr. Robotnik. He, he literally, he's he's created a device to absorb all the evil in the world, and it finishes, but then he trips on a power lead while holding an egg, 
smashes into it and is fused with the egg and also all the evil in the world. <laughs> I love video game backstories. It they gets better. So it gets better. In the in the British <laughs> Sonic comics, it turns out that this is a time a self-fulfilling time paradox where if it, <laughs> if Robotnik doesn't trip on the cable and become Robotnik, the world will be conquered by robot Sonics who are evil. What? And so Sonic has to trip up Kinterbor and make him become Robotnik, otherwise the evil Sonics will rule the world. Okay. Also, they live like... on the moon. <laughs> this feels like a thing that comes out of uh, like a superhero comic if it's been going for like 50 years, and they're trying to like mythologize every aspect of the backstory, and I, from what I understand, the comics have been going for a very long time. The, the British one yeah, only ran for 50 years. none of the years. comics use that origin! The British one does. The British one does. <laughs> the British one does. Yeah. Okay. The British one also has Amy Rose be an archer. So like, Amy Rose a... is Hawkeye, so I'm really... No, 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 with a crossbow. Like a full-on bolt-action crossbow. Okay, you ruined I was going to make an endgame joke, but probably not enough yeah. people have seen it that that would count as spoilers. Yeah, so. it's a pretty obscure movie, yeah. You've right. probably yeah, yeah, done no. the world a service. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, so... But, uh, you, you were saying, why would they wait till the... That's what movies seem to do. I mean, it took three of the new X-Men movies to have Professor X shave his head. Right, yeah. <sighs> Or indeed, yep. an ent having an entire James Bond movie that was basically how Blofeld got his scar back. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. My favorite one of those is the G.I. Joe movie that literally takes the entire movie to give us Cobra Commander. He's sort of like halfway Cobra Commander, and then he finally puts on the costume at the end, and then immediately gets arrested and put in jail. Like, and that's then gets amazing. Yeah, and he gets like it's. You could tell that it was it was for some reason Joseph Gordon-Levitt, even though he's got a mask over his face for the entire movie. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He puts on a different mask. His voice changes, and then he immediately gets arrested. <laughs> and just it's the weakest villain reveal ever because he fails like seconds after being revealed. I and mean, the whole thing is, Adam. Yeah, that is put ready concurrent with the mythology of G.I. Joe, though. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That is... What, that what, is, you, what's your, what is everybody's favorite Cobra Commander origin? <laughs> I, I haven't seen the show in a very long time, but I like that... I've never seen the show. Literally, okay, my but... favorite thing about G.I. Joe is the trivia there that apparently they had to, on a near-daily basis, bail out Cobra Commander's voice actor for drunken disorder charges from Chris the... Chris Yeah. From the local drunk tank to get him into the recording booth. <laughs> he had problems. Yeah. But yeah, wow. the, in the comics, Cobra Commander's origin is literally the Joker's. Except he was a used car salesman who just got dunked on all the time. And decided that the reasonable response to this was to become a genocidal dictator. <laughs> I uh, think I heard that. I yeah. mean, you say that, but... That kind, of, but you could say that it's like, where did this genocidal dictator came from? Well, he used to be a used car salesman in the American Midwest. Yeah, that ch that that scans. It tracks. Makes as much sense as a as a game show host. Yeah. Well, wasn't he? So was in the cartoon, wasn't he like a part snake man? He was or from the, the the city of Cobra La. No, Adam, don't be ridiculous. He was turned into a literal cobra. 
at one point during the movie, I believe, That's and true. went around crawling on the ground, uh, complaining that he was once a man. It's true. This is an actual, actual line. He had. A... I was once a man. <laughs> he had the worst voice. I just, I swear to God. Anyway. I have no idea what you're talking about! My dulcet tones are wonderful! (laughs) Are you telling me that they needed the guy who... Adam, I will send over the Cobra brand ASMR tape to soothe you to dreamland! (laughs) Lullaby and Cobra and good night! Go to sleep, my servant! <laughs> I oh, will God. crush you in the morning! Anyway. We've got a bust of blood vessel. <laughs> Let's move on to our first story. Yes. Our, well, the that last was 45 was minutes. We have done fuck yeah. all. Well, we should. This has been our 80s and 90s animated fan cast. Well, let's go the let's go with the New Jersey dentist uh, uh, article because that New Jersey dentist nicely. sexy controversial lawn display actually philanthropic. Oh god! Oh god! So, like, I remember reading the original article where the um, where somebody started t- attacking this dentist's lawn display because it was just Playboy bunnies and a and a like a Magic Mike style waiter. Magic Mike, but he has a glorious seventies porn stash. No, that ain't no porn stash. It's too it's too curly. Yeah, that's a nineteenth century porn stash. That's what that is. <laughs> I have one of those. Don't tell yeah, I think the fans. it's called a handlebar. Yes, it's a handlebar. Jillian, that it's... disturbs me so much because I know for a fact you have no facial hair. So, this definitely... She had it on her face. Yes, I know! That's the implication. (laughs) I'm just picturing her looking over her shoulder and there's just a jaw... Just like the fucking trophy room from Beard Hunter from Doom Patrol. (laughs) I mean, I was referenced... I meant it in the sense that I had a stash of porn, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Well, that's a different... Uh, see, Oh, that UK terminology tripped us up again. Things Damn are it. different. It's like when we no, call no, them No, no, stash means... Stash yeah. means the same thing. <laughs> yes, but we, just, we, didn't, we just didn't get the pun. We mean something different, yes. But yes, yeah, okay. so a, a dentist, for some reason, and I don't really ever see him give an explanation for why he did this, set up a bunch of sexy mannequins in a Playboy... Oh, that's right, sorry, it was to commemorate Hugh Hefner's birthday was the idea originally and then it stayed around for easter yeah and became bunny ears well which they already had of course because it was playboy bunnies and um and because he's received so so much criticism yeah is that black canary there possibly actually well yes and no i mean it's close enough it's the kind of it's the kind of outfit that a Playboy bunny wears, anyway. Um, but it's it's a black costume with a blonde wig and fishnets. Right, but no, this no is jacket. Black canary. Yeah, yeah. Well, you she have, the jacket. have the jacket. <laughs> okay, so let's play a game of what actually turned out to be creepier: the display of mannequins to uh, recreating a 1960s esque sexy party, or 
the perpetrator one Desiree Shepstone, who apparently attacked them with some sort of <laughs> bladed implement hacking apart the display. Yeah, that and then, was a little weird. What gets and then of course the, the the owner then went, well, you can't you can't take down my display. It's to fund for Notre Dame. Yes. Oh yes, that's the story. Apparently, an angry neighbor. In what has to be one of the funniest things of good job breaking it, asshole, came up to complain to him while he was in the process of taking down the display and yelled at him for not doing anything positive with the money. So he rebuilt the display, and I quote, bigger and sexier than before, with a donation bucket and encouraging people to help rebuild Notre Dame Cathedral. And that's, I mean... To me, that's very clearly the trolling. aristocrats. Yes, um, the aristocrats. <laughs> yeah. One of these, one of these dummies should have a hunchback. <laughs> you broke me. That's <sighs> sorry. That's, that's... Okay, but I don't think you could actually get one because you'd have to go to the store and say, "I need a latex hump for my sexy dummy display." <laughs> I'm sure there's a thing for that. I mean, they're gonna know who it is. They're gonna be like, oh, it's you again. What do you want this time, you <laughs> fucking weirdo? Well, there was, a, there was a Kids in the Hall sketch about uh, hump fetishists. <sighs> so, yes. This this is... This, this is, is my the... state. I was gonna say. Here's and the thing. The Notre that... Dame thing, I mean, that they're getting enough money. Right, they're... yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's clearly going to pocket This isn't helping that. anybody. Yeah, he's doing it to just, you know, <laughs> to be a, a jerk, basically. Because now he's like, well, you're, <laughs> you're going to, yeah, exactly. If you're going to attack my thing, you're attacking Notre Dame. I'm assuming you can't take it down. Well, I mean, the, the fact orphans. it was literally attacked, apparently, with a hatchet or something? Yeah, that seems, although I don't know. Extreme. I've seen some much wilder things happen between neighbors who didn't like each other's core, believe me. <laughs> Okay, but here's the thing. There's nothing like public to the level of public indecency on the display. No, exactly. I mean, there's male nipples. Yeah, there's male nipples, but that's it. It's yeah. This could get posted on Tumblr easily. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Yes, it would. It passes the Tumblr test. It's it's less obscene than lawn jockeys, but. It's the implication. What are lawn jockeys? Is that those racist things? Yeah, um... Just a garden gnome that looks like a jockey, and they're often sort of blackface and racist. Although... Or they all originally were, and now there are some that have basically been whitewashed, be repainted, and... Yeah, they look like blackface, like, uh, gollywogs or something. Oh, Jesus. They're not... Oh, uh, I've never seen one, but uh, the the term lawn jockey is a racist slur. I have. So. I I genuinely thought you were going to reveal that they had like priapism, so I'm glad it's not as overtly horrific. But it's still well, awful. That would be that wouldn't be acceptable in America because you can have racism and not sex on your lawn, as we've as we're now seeing no. with this guy's uh, <laughs> lawn display. It is really ugly. I gotta say, like that's just fucking ugly. Okay, no, no, no. I have to share two more things. On my way to work, there are two people, two different, separated by blocks, one of which has a series of these mannequins, like this, 
but dressed in normal clothes, just facing the street, which is actually far more creepier. (laughs) It would be. The other name, because putting up a display like this with no obvious purpose or theme to (laughs) it is way creepier than one that is obviously a display. The second lawn art of note is somebody has sitting in the chair a scarecrow wearing a horse mask. A realistic horse mask. One of those things. Having recreated a Bojack horseman just to sit on their front yard. (laughs) Yep. So this does not even phase me for creepy shit New Jersey does. (laughs) This is a new... It doesn't pass the Ing squint yeah, test. No. Uh, is it a big fan of Sorry yeah. to Bother You? <laughs> Possibly. They might be a big fan of The Shining. You know, the funny thing is, if you did that on like in like mid-October, nobody would blink at all or complain about any of this. I think even the dentist guy would have gotten away with it in mid-October. Because it's just people... I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for your meddling feminists. <laughs> yes. Is she a feminist or is she just like... she? No, she, she was a feminist. That's why she attacked it because she thought it was offensive to uh, to women. Well, they limbs. say she was mad. Her like, oh, what was it? Like, uh, somewhat a sixteen-year-old uh, son was looking at it when they uh, was being picked up from school. Okay. Oh, I was. I the, when, the article I read previously said it was. It, she was a. Well, feminist. they said some some feminists quite quote took issue, but they didn't necessarily say it was the same woman who attacked them. And I'm, oh, I'm I tend go. to believe that yeah, she was probably more <gasps> sex in front s i x in front in front of the c h i l d r e n. You know the sex cauldron. <laughs> yes, yeah, sex yeah. cauldron. Exactly. <laughs> I thought that place closed down years yeah. ago. Yeah, but. Except the thing there, it's like, there are just advertisement billboards that are more risque. Yeah. That's the other thing to where I can't, like, get serious about people being, like, genuinely offended rather than, huh, that's a local novelty. Yeah. In that there are 30 fucking foot billboards with more sexually suggestive stuff. in your neighborhood, people lose it. Like, people, like, much less major stuff than this has made people... (laughs) <laughs> lose it over oh like you know the suburbs can be crazy with people going oh yeah your your lawn is the wrong color and you're you're you know you've got too many steps leading to your head like there can be some i've heard some pretty insane horror stories about people you know trying to police what people have in their yards oh it's going to bring down the value of my neighborhood if you do that and of course it's just an excuse to you know <laughs> to be a yeah cop. and you know what from that lens i have to support the dentist right. For seemingly specifically stubbornly fighting against yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The best the best example of anyone I've seen saying it's gonna reduce the value of our neighborhood was they were like, uh, there are there are there are there are Audis around here. That's that's not what we wanna see. Like the cars? That's yeah. that's too low class for this neighborhood? This must have been a ritzy neighborhood. Yeah. It was it was a high class car, Meg, and they were like, "No, we don't want to see those around here." I'm like, what the? <laughs> like, I have to stop and think. GTFO. Anyway, yeah. I have to think. Is it the car brand, or is this basically a British racial slur? I'm not familiar with. <laughs> oh, God. No, God, no. British racial slurs are way more offensive. 
I mean, yeah, I figured, but... As a country, we've been around long enough to have racial slurs for pretty much everyone yeah. else. Why, all racial slur technology is light years ahead of the colonists! Clearly. Holy shit. The Ministry but, but, of Racial Slurs! Yeah. I mean, we have a Tory government, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Oh, did you? Speaking of David Cameron, this uh, article about pig... About dead pigs... <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful way. transition! Yes. Excellent. It's another Yale News one. Um, this, so yes, scientists restore some functions in a pig's brain hours after death. Which is like the next level of the Galen experiment, to be Sorry, honest. Sorry, the what? Galen, the famous Greek uh, physician, he uh, famously proved that the brain was the center of the mind, not the heart, by performing live brain surgery on oh a pig. Oh my god. Any- oh, okay. It was it was ancient Greece. Shit was and what weird. did did he get the pig to like dance and stuff? Or, like what? <laughs> no, no, he, he performed live. No, brain he surgery. killed it. Yeah, so he was like, the pig isn't dead, but I've cut the nerves that control its squealing. Ah. Hmm. See, the heart's still working, but this pig is clearly <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it's not dead, but it wishes it was. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. I guess it's better than being made into bacon, I guess. I don't know. There's something... Oh, no, we did that later. By David Cameron. Yeah, as we've established. <laughs> so, yeah. The brain of a post-mortem pig obtained from a meat pack- packing plant was isolated and circulated with a specially designed chemical solution. Many cellular functions were observed. This is yeah, this, pretty it, wild. Yeah. This is an actual, um, very interesting experiment and achievement. Now, they do make the point to stress that at no point did it actually obtain any sort of organized electrical activity or interaction between the cells that you would get from, like, a conscious thing. So there was still significant brain damage and not enough to, like, restore anything remotely resembling life to this corpse, but it was showing that there are cellular... Yes, cellular and metabolic functions to cells can be restored apparently far later than right, we thought. Right, that was the significance. I mean, the main thing you can take from this, I suppose, is that if you can reactivate cellular activity in a dead brain, you can probably do it in a live hmm. one. So it could be a step forward towards Alzheimer's treatment. Right. Yes, that's actually a good thought. And for later stuff for uh, perhaps other central nervous system damage for things like uh, in comas or locked in or vegetative states there might be more hope for uh, early treatment in restoring cells or people affected by strokes so this is actually pretty great as a whole Um, and it's not quite the zombie pig that it's described as. No, it's not a magic, and it's not a magic bullet for any of these treatments, but it does certainly offer new hope on some, like, first response to brain damage or brain, or, uh, brain cell death diseases and symptoms. This is a really positive article. Yeah. I'm glad we read this. On the alternately. However, I, my, uh, however, I also, yeah, I also can't, I also have to stress that the researchers themselves seem very clear that from their phrasing of it, which can be summarized as, okay, hear me (laughs) out, that they know how this sounds and are trying very carefully to assure, okay, for, 
Like, it's always a good medical science story when you have to say, okay, let me just say off the first bat, this has nothing to do with zombies. right. (laughs) Right off the bat, like... Despite what uh, your visceral reaction is going to be, I assure you, this is a good thing. Everyone's always in favor of saving Hitler's brain, but when you put it in the body of a giant shark, then you've suddenly gone too far. Yes. Uh, the, the other thing that's pretty interesting about it, to me at least, is the way that they have to reaffirm that they can't ethically go any further, because it raises too many questions. <laughs> yeah, about the nature of life. And- now, what's actually really interesting to me is that the pig brain came from a meatpacking plant. Yeah. So this had been dead a significant amount of time, and not in a controlled and sterile environment to preserve right. for it. And they still got it working. Yeah, and they still got a lot of stuff that they shouldn't have gotten working. Yeah, working. It says specifically four hours after the pig's death. Yeah. So they, it was still relatively swift, but still, like, yeah, that it wasn't, they didn't have the pig ready and waiting. But for this sort of thing, I would have expected that it's like, okay, we euthanized a pig, and then we had best... Uh, conditions from the brain, let it sit and die there, and then revived it. It's like, no, this is uh, kind of like this pig died yeah, died in one of the worser case examples for it. This is not a best case situation. What you're saying is that this is the sort of brain that goes in Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay, thank you for me... Thank you for making me now imagine a version of Frankenstein's monster where uh, Igor or Igor or Hans really fucks up and grabs a pig brain, and we just get the monster with the arms out limping around, going. No, 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 no! He's got the voice of Porky Pig. Fire bad. Damn it! Beat me to it. Fuck. I love dead, dead, hate living. Putting on the ritz. So, an alternately uplifting. Now we're just mixing up Frankenstein movies. Okay, hear me out. Does a series Porkenstein? Does that. That's something! Does that work? Can we do something with that? Adam, we've been. We've that been batting like around ideas using like Frankenstein mythology. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah, that does sound poor. Hold on, I may want to rephrase <laughs> that. <laughs> yes, we'll do we'll do some fan art of Frankenstein after this is over. <laughs> hang on, hang on. The, hang on, hog and swine. <laughs> that's, okay, you're getting too far away. No, Frankenstein. Oh, oh, my. Damn, Frankenstein, thank Good. you. I knew there was something there. For some reason, it got stuck on Hammenstein, which sounds like a delightful uh, diner yeah. item. <laughs> Kosher, of course. It's a, it's a, it's, it's the leg. It's a leg of pork in the shape of Frankenstein's head. <laughs> God. And Dracula's. Eggs. So yeah, this is a very good medical story that they have yeah. to basically clarify now. Despite what this sounds like, this is not a cruel and senseless tampering in God's domain. It's. It is a sensible and practical. My not raising zombie pigs T-shirt is people asking a lot of questions already answered <laughs> yeah. by my teacher. <laughs> I had a very good reason for needing that brain. Okay, what else have we got? Oh, another animal story. All right. Well, we do, we're talking about Notre Dame, so we could go to the the drunken bees of Notre Dame. Uh, bees. 
Oh, I didn't read the this one. Bees well, <laughs> the bees of no trouble. The bees! The bees! Or not the bees, not the bees. Anyway. But you bees, never bees, can bees. run or hide what you've done from the bees. The bees of no trouble. Da -da -da, da -da -da. Bees, my god. And then Frollo is descended on by bees. Yeah. Yes. How it should have been. doing a bunch of B memes now. <laughs> I've got a BB gun. The B movie meets. They don't allow you to have bees in here. <laughs> well, they do! I'd like to buy a license for my bees. They do bees. allow you to have bees in Notre Dame, apparently, because there were and are bees in Notre Dame. Um, because apparently, basically. There was there were bees in Notre Dame. They survived the big uh, fire that burned uh, through Notre Dame. Um, <clears throat> but CO two. Yeah. So basically, as you as anyone who knows anything about beekeepers knows, beekeeping knows when you, which we all obviously do. we all know our beekeeping. Uh, if I do. You take them if you need to get honey. You basically need to entrunkify the bees with. I always thought it was steam, but apparently it could be smoke as well. Um, Oh, it's yeah, smoke. You, oh, it is smoke? Okay, so you bring that out and yeah. that it's... makes the bees logy and sort of fall down and go to sleep and you can take the honey. They just, yeah, they just get really, really wasted yeah. on it. <laughs> Which is weird, but I guess it's the CO2 that does it. Um, I'm sort of confused uh, about... They're, they're sort of vague about why there were hives there other than, I mean, it's nice to have honey, I guess. Um the, the, the hives produce 165 pounds of honey a year, which is sold to Notre Dame employees. Well, it's probably a callback, because, I mean, cathedrals and churches and monasteries were always, in the Middle Ages, you know, they produced, they were basically farms and, and you know, yeah. production facilities for various things, weaving. and. There may be a symbolic reason. I believe the bee is a symbol associated with... Uh... Mother oh, Mary? that's right. Yes, their bees are sometimes in paintings. It stands for bee attitude. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh my God. Phil is on fire yeah. today, much like the cathedral. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, that was a good <laughs> taste. <laughs> the honey, however, is delicious. <laughs> but so speaking of yes. bee movie, uh, sorry, I just I want to segue into bee movie now because I just thought of this and I saw a video on it this. I didn't know the plot mm -hmm. of it previously. Oh, you didn't. Um, did did you know that Bee Movie is basically a Marxist parable? Yes. Well, I do now because you were telling about uh, bees reclaiming the rights to their the fruits of their labor or honey of their right. labor. Yes, that's that's what it's about. Jerry Seinfeld yeah. as a bee. Jerry is... Jerry B. Seinfeld goes to court to get the rights to honey, so bees aren't enslaved anymore. It's so seriously. It's... Also, the bee fucks a human lady. Well, <laughs> yep, that... Well, they don't show that, but it's, it's what, heavily implied. How? Yeah, I mean, the lawyer the lawyer tries to drag the bee to uh, by, by pointing out that uh, he, he sleeps with a human woman. Now, is that illegal under statutory bee laws? <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. Uh, it's kind of a honey... If you're wondering, well, I literally... World, bees can apparently talk to humans, but... Uh, there's some sort of weird taboo about not doing it, but he breaks it in the movie, and so you might bad say happens. it's a honeypot. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! 
Do you think? Now. Okay. Do you think she's into wax play? <laughs> Oof. Thank you. Thank Just you for trying to put a me. stinger on that bit. Also, yeah, yeah. In the in the movie, like <laughs> a bee stings a human, and a huge deal is made of it because it's treated like suicide. Because <laughs> well, it yeah, is. The bee would die. Yeah. This is making. God damn you! You're making me want to watch the bee movie all of a sudden. It's very bad. It's very bad. There's a scene where Patrick Warburton, or the character played by Patrick Warburton, tries to kill the Jerry Seinfeld bee, and it's. It's so weird. Like, he knows he can talk. He's, like, literally trying to murder this sentient being. This sentient being? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my God. These we jokes... Did we did it. The movie does end on a good joke where the mosquito becomes a lawyer. There's a mosquito in this movie, too. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, he becomes a lawyer because, you know, he's a blood-sucking uh, parasite. All he needed was a briefcase. I get it. I get it. But... Only female mosquitoes drink blood. Yes, well, you know. Oh, shit. Maybe, otherwise, maybe it's a trans mosquito. Yeah, trans otherwise mosquitoes. mosquitoes feed on nectar much like bees and pollinate mm. just like yes, bees. That's right. Yeah, Ooh. when it came out, I remember the discourse around um, uh, the fact that uh, Jerry Seinfeld's character should be a female. <laughs> right. The movie makes the movie is very weird, Fair, very weird. Clearly, and and I for some reason we never feel the need to like if it was a mammal then we'd care about that, but if it's an insect we don't care. We just swap the genders around, whatever. We don't care. Doesn't yeah. doesn't need to make sense. I mean, I mean, there is no such thing as female in bees anyway. It's only the way that we force human gender constructs onto them. But really, yeah, be, bees are, have at least three sexes. Really? Yes. Uh... Well, like the... I'll say four, but it's also on a gradient. You have queen, worker, which is a female that is not reproductive. Right. Gamergit, which is a worker that is reproductive. Oh. But, and but yet, can because they're, and yet they're not too busy female. playing video games. Yeah. Hey. Damn it! And, but not a queen, because queens only... Develop because their uh, pupating cocoon is submerged in royal right. jelly. Um, and drones, which are male. males and distinct from the others in that they are haploid. And produced asexually by a queen rather than sexually reproduced. Right. Well, that's because they mate with the queen, right? Right. right. So does the same queen that produced them mate with them? No, no, they, no, drones produced will swarm and fly out of their hive to find a different queen to okay. mate with. They would have to, yeah. But what about... Then a group of them will mate with one queen, be kept around for a while, and then usually when it becomes clear they have no more purpose, right. will be discreetly disposed of by the right, workers. Yes. <laughs> I well don't they just fly out and die in the winter or whatever the drones like they're they're Uh no, frequently before that the workers will decapitate okay, them. Okay then, there you go. And toss their body out of the hive. <laughs> well the Viva la revolution. Yeah. Which incidentally workers also will do to a queen if she stops producing eggs or stops producing uh a royal pheromone that signals she is the queen to the rest of the hive. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> They're murderous little fuckers, aren't so they? So what we're getting at is that what we're getting at is that bees are are 
this close to a Marxist yeah. revolution. You ever, yeah. you ever, you ever well, heard of insect? Yeah, the, well, once again, that's what yeah. B-movie is about. The queen has no control over the swarm, is part of the thing. The entire swarm is, if anything, one emergent behavior system. Yeah. So the it's queen so cool. is just as interchangeable as any worker. She just has a very specific right. job. Yeah. Well, what about you? But I'm interested because you said there are workers who are fertile and can reproduce. Yes. So how does that work exactly? And when they do not produce in the same numbers as the queen, but they can, and I believe frequently they'll lay haploid eggs that give males because I do not believe they frequently have a chance to mate with drones, but if they do, they'll start laying other Hmm. eggs, and frequently they will only exist at the fringes of the hive because if they're detected by the queen, the queen will basically can give sort of an order seeing them as a competing queen and have and use her pheromone to order the workers to kill the other wow, one. Wow, the forbidden love affair between a fertile female worker and a drone. There's there's, there's your B-movie right there. That's what it should have been about. That's the plot yeah. of Ants. <laughs> well, that's yeah. true, yes. Well, now I have to... I... Romeo oh, and Juliet. <sighs> Ants are closely related to bees, so I think their hive colony structure is more or less the same, because ants also have game right. Yeah, I knew that. I'd... I believe I, I be- believe they're more common in ants, though, because of the way ant colonies are spaced right. out. Are, you, are they seriously called yeah, Gamergates? Yeah, they're called Gamergates. And yes. That's, I knew that... The term existed way yeah, before. It's the it's the... I am... I it's am about flawed. ethics and honey consumption. It or has nothing... Whatever. It is, a, it is a very strange coincidence that term came to mean something yeah, else. exactly. And when and believe me, Google I, gets very confusing sometimes when you do that. And you you land on every, Gamergate bees. Yeah, every third article about ants, and you're like, what? A Gamergate? And people started literally, <laughs> and during the height of that, they were literally posting like, well, I don't know why yeah, everyone people cares got so much about ver- ants. People got very confused because the cartoon Adventure Time had an ant character general gamergate <laughs> yeah right and peep and uh, they the creators had to actually like said publicly promote the wikipedia page for no we're not supporting that yeah, movement right it's just a <laughs> reference to the ant this is an act this is a reference to an actual part of the ant life right, cycle right I, I thought it was pronounced differently i thought it was like gamergate or something like that gamergate gamergate <laughs> yeah because I believe it comes from the same root as gamete. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. But it is spelt gamma right. gate. I'm yeah, screaming. It's pretty incredible that that is true, but there you go. Ant, a gamma gate is a mated worker ant that is able to reproduce sexually. Mm. Fertilized eggs will develop as yes. females. Well, that well, I also feel like I have to chime in as Jeff Goldblum here and say, yeah, you ever, you ever hear of insect politics? Neither have I. <laughs> yes, but as we as I've shown with the bees, there is actually quite a lot of. I know. Insect I actually politics. always said that when he says that, I'm like, wait, don't insects kind of have politics? They have social groupings and everything. So anyway. And bees communicate both through pheromones and through right. dancing. So there's an incredibly intricate. Mm-hmm system there. And guys, the fact... guys, what if we've worked out the ending for Game of Thrones? <laughs> it's just going to pan out really slowly, yeah. and it's going to turn out they're, they're all bees. bees the whole time. Yes. That's what that opening sequence is. It's a beehive being built. Anyway, I don't know. 
Now, um, according to Wikipedia, it has, uh, yeah, apparently it is Gammergeet. If I'm reading the pronunciation guide right, but it says that it's specifically an ant, but I know it is possible for there to be uh, reproductive non-queens in bees as well, but it is much rarer because bees police that more. (laughs) Because the bee politics is honestly more fraught. The bee police, they live inside of my head. The bee police, they come to me in my bed. <laughs> what is going on? You can also get revolutions in hives where a I younger... I did know about this. Where a younger queen will basically be taking over one uh, the previous <laughs> queen that is starting to fail. And if the other... If the current queen is old enough that the pheromones she produces are weaker than the newer queen, the workers will basically switch sides and dispose of her as the interloper. <laughs> it's all based on True. whether you can smell correctly. That's the part I like. It's all, it's yeah. all about adjusting your smells properly, and, or you might get murdered. you got to smell good, and you got to dance yeah. good. Yeah. It's very. So yeah, I'm out. Who said the fashion So in scene? very way... So in... Very many ways, a beehive is basically just like one big gay disco. <laughs> Except you Ooh. get murdered. Yeah, oh, okay, I see. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, right. I get it. So it's just like a big <laughs> yeah, gay disco. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, we were holy anyway, shit. We were we were talking about Game of Thrones. So let's talk about the Game of oh. Thrones uh, link here. Um, the actual article is actually down as we speak, but we did. Um, I did find an article about the article from USA Today. I can read it. Oh, you can, oh did, were you able to get it? I've got, I've got it this, now. Uh, if I don't want to use ads... Yeah, the world needs fewer... S- I don't know how her Cer- name is Cersei pronounced. Lannisters. And the, what, the Thank thing you. That, I'm going to pronounce it Cersei Lannister. Fair enough. I've never watched or read a single Game of Thrones. This is all. Oh, is this uh, is this the USA? Well, no. If you scroll up, this is the cut. cut, That's the original article. And the significance of this article is not that it's about Game of Thrones. It's a fairly mild take on Game of Thrones. But it was written by Elizabeth Warren. That's the significant part of here. Uh, What? That's that's the significant of the article. Um, It's not what it says. It's who it's by. Um, so basically, she compares it to our current political situation, as you would expect, and uh, the fact that uh, you know uh, the the uh, the there's a uh, someone on the throne who doesn't really care about anyone and uh, doesn't want to control the political system. Um, <clears throat> uh, she's honest about wielding powers. She doesn't care about wrecking, checking her worst impulses. She doesn't care about making the world a better place. Hang the world, as she says. Um, but anyway, she's obviously drawing the parallel with Trump. Uh, but basically, it, this this reeks of <laughs> um, someone, you know, Elizabeth Warren is, depending on, you know, who you think, a lot of people think she's one of the strongest contenders uh, in the upcoming presidential race. But she's very wonky. She's very, uh, you know, she's someone who, who presents policies and stuff. And... Um, this reeks of someone close to her going, "Hey, you gotta humanize yourself. Talk about how you love Game of Thrones, Elizabeth." Can I, Adam? Can I ask why, uh, when you're advising Elizabeth Warren, you're uh, Burgess Meredith from the Rocky movies? <laughs> well, that's who you want advising. <laughs> you gotta eat lightning and crap thunder. <laughs> you, you quite like. You quite. 
Hey, you're wrecking you quite machine. literally want him in your corner in that situation, right? Uh, for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Can you believe they replaced me with a robot? The robot, by Let's the not way, get into the robot. The robot was a real life robot um, that was actually there to support Stallone's son because he yes. was uh, autistic and had trouble socializing. Right. I heard about that. Yes, there was a there was a weird thing in the late eighties of like putting real robots in movies <laughs> like short circuit and you know that i guess that's it but no no, no. johnny five isn't real johnny five isn't real no, but i mean it's a in the sense that they built a model robot that ah, quote acts and somebody's controlling it right anyway that's johnny five isn't real and he can't vote <laughs> johnny five isn't real he can't hurt you my therapist, Johnny Five, is it real? He cannot hurt you. Johnny Five rolling in. Johnny Five rolling in with his absentee voting ballot. I'm voting for voting for Buttigieg. Which is apparently... How is that pronounced? It's apparently pronounced Buttigieg, or Booty Judge, as somebody called it. <laughs> oh, God. Pete Buttigieg. I've been, I've been running, reading it as Buttercheek. But, yeah, that's... But it is apparently Buttigieg. Um, that's what I'm told. Oh, that's as that's as bad as. No this, wonder he goes yeah, by Mayor, Mayor Pete. Pete. That's as bad as the fucking. So there's this this ridiculous like pseudo scandal. I don't know if you guys follow royalist shit at all. I barely do. Is that with Prince Philip cheated on his? Uh... No, no, Pr- Prince Prince. I did no such thing. Yeah. Okay, so we know Phil follows it, clearly. <laughs> yeah, Phil. somebody speculated based on very limited information, which I, I, I retweeted this because I thought it was funny. Um, I thought it was just a funny tweet thread, but because she's considered a consult, uh, you know, a respectable journalist, it's become a news story, and the theory is, is that Prince William has cheated on, um, on whoever the fuck he married... Uh, I don't care, and uh, that's why Prince Harry has been terse with him for the last couple of months, and it's nothing at all to do with the fact that everybody appears to hate Meghan Markle for some reason. I see. Because <laughs> she's and, a yeah, person this... of colour that married into the British royal family. It's totally not because of racism, definitely not. Um, and yeah, this, this one chick, uh, I can't remember her name, Nicole Cliff? Okay, there's a Nicole Cliff. I mean, that sounds British. That sounds like no, a... no. This is a this is a journalist. This is the journalist who tweeted it. Um, I was gonna say that sounds like an unscrupulous British journalist. Go on. She's she's American, as far as I know. But anyway, oh the... god damn it! I know it. I have to type out the name of the family that was allegedly part of the affair, and I want you to take some guesses as to how it's pronounced. <laughs> oh, I know this one. It's Chumley. Yes, it yes. is Chumley. It's but it's spelled as you would think to be pronounced Cholmondley. This is like Sinjin like all over again. Sinjin is a perfectly valid name. <laughs> it's like Worcestershire sauce and it's spelt Saint John. It is indeed spelt Saint John. <laughs> and I got laughed out of my uh, A level study on Jane Eyre. <laughs> Wait, how's it pronounced if not Saint John? It's pronounced Sinjin. Sinjin. Are you shitting me? Yep. I am not That's, shitting you. I just you. know this because it was one of James Bond's aliases in one of the 
worse uh, Roger but Moore movies. there are people with that as a last name, and it, they pronounce it St. John. If it's a surname, it's pronounced St. John. But it... Oh, in this case, it was it was a surname and it was pronounced yeah. Sinjin. But... Oh god, that's even worse. My head just... We were talking about how the UK has, you know, light years ahead of us in racist technology. They're also light years ahead of us in uh, in finding bizarre ways to pronounce words because they get bored with them after a few centuries. It's your language! How do you do it so bad? <laughs> no, the you question have is, no how does room else to say so that bad? Americans butcher this language! Look what you do to it! <laughs> I, I promise we're doing it right. Everyone else is doing it wrong. I'm pretty sure there's no good way to do English. It's a, it's a it's terrible a language. It's of a language made up of chunks from all the other languages mashed together, filtered through a Latin yes. a Latin filter. It's a bukkake like, of languages. I seriously oh feel my mind threatening to slip into dissociation over the Sinjin thing. <laughs> And it's speaking of which, Sinji? I believe I'm supposed to. I, I believe I'm supposed to test you on British children's. Oh yes, again. yes, yes. Let's yes. Do, that. do this to get my mind off Sinjin <laughs> because this is breaking me. Sinjin broke in. Okay. I my mind is now just repeating the phrase Sinjin the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right, give me a minute to do a little research. It's too blimey fast. God blimey, I'm Eggman! Go fast, mate. <laughs> okay, so you basically the thing is, is that I got a, I, I run three TV shows by you. Uh, two of them are real British children's programs, and one of them is made up. Yes. Uh, last time I faked out and did three real ones, and it was impossible. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that this time. I okay, promise. so this is a fair game. Okay, all right, let's do. It. Um, okay, so you've got uh, you've got the one about a scarecrow that is alive and has an array of heads that he uses to perform different tasks. Okay. You've you've got. Is this the one with uh, John Pertwee? Well, there we go then. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that's okay. I've just seen pictures of him dressed as a scarecrow. <laughs> oh, so. right, right. Yeah, I'll try. Sorry, I'll do, I'll do a different one. I'll do a different one. Um, That's the third doctor for listeners at home. Yeah. You are doctor supposed doctor. to wait till we get all three out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. You've just made um, it harder for yourself now. Okay, so there's the uh, there's the one about a woman who shrinks down to microscopic size and journeys through the human body to educate us about various functions that the human body has. Um, there's the one about the uh, the shop that rents out ghosts that serve various purposes. Okay. And there is the one about a goose who lives in a shoe. Okay, repeat the first one. The first one is about a woman who shrinks down to very small size and lives inside a human body to demonstrate how the human body works. The second season sees her getting kicked out of the first body because it became pregnant. <laughs> And she didn't want to invade okay, her that's, privacy. That's got to be real, right? And I mean, it's essentially the magic school bus, except a little weirder. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> but not clearly, it's not the magic school bus. But okay, so let me recap: the living inside someone shrinking thing, renting ghosts out to people, and a goose that lives in yeah. a boot. I, yeah. I think the goose that lives in a boot is real too, because that's. Yeah, I'm fairly certain I've heard of that I've somewhere. I've seen that image, certainly, somewhere before. So the, uh, uh, 
a very cool concept of renting out ghosts. I like it a lot. Uh, so we're going to say that one's fake, basically. So Yeah. Nah, yeah. it's the ghost. Really? Damn it. Yeah, rent a ghost is a real thing. Okay, that sounds awesome, and I want to watch that show now. What would you use the ghosts for? What kind of things would the, would the ghosts do? They would like to like solve people's problems. <laughs> In what way? How does a ghost solve your problems? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's 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 like twenty years older than I am. Is there some way you could get my mommy and daddy to get back together? <laughs> I don't know, but I could give you a ghost. Would that help? What's a careful a poltergeist, maybe? He'll scare him into her arms again. He'll be like, oh. I got a special on Pazuzu rentals. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page for this show, and there's a character named Was His Name Smith. Yep. Okay, tell me my voice choice isn't perfect for that. That was amazing. I loved it. Worked. it. You you do have a very good clown voice, Ing, as we know. It's an ex. It's, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy you're mimicking, but it's uh, dead Edwin. on. Edwin. It's dead on, Edwin. I've rented his ghost for this purpose! <laughs> yes, rent a ghost. It ran for nearly ten years. <laughs> I mean, uh, like I say, it's a cool idea. I would watch that show. Uh, this is a British show, so of course you mean there were like oh, three um, episodes. It says uh, w- in 2010, Warner Brothers had acquired the rights to turn it into a Beetlejuice-style <laughs> comedy. With Russell Brand Russell in the Brand? lead role. Okay. Wow. And then Ben Stiller signed. Interesting. So it was going to be an American thing. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> Russell Brand printing out ghosts. Oh, now this Fox has reminded... the rights. No, they declined the rights. Yeah. This is Well, now Disney has the rights, I guess. Because Disney bought all the Fox. No, yeah. they declined. This is all reminding me of how um, they were like in the '90s, or, or they were ta- they were talking about making a Doctor Who movie with Will Smith, an American Doctor Who movie. No, no, they weren't. They were no? not. Michael they Jackson. Were about, they were talking about making an American Doctor Who movie where the Doctor was a gunslinger, oh. and uh, his father was the Prince of was the King of Gallifrey, and uh, the Master was his brother. And took over the throne and exiled the Doctor. So the Doctor had to go through time to find his father and bring him back. Hmm. Oh. It turned out his father was Blackbeard. <laughs> okay. How do you know? So they really wrote a script about this then or whatever. They they wrote several. Would you like to hear about the, the, the script for a Doctor Who movie that Tom Baker okay. wrote? Because it is... I, I'm kind of baffled that their answer to is odd. I found my father in time. Turns out he was really rapey. <laughs> yep. But yeah, yeah. Like he, a really rapey guy. Okay, yeah, no, Jillian, go on. Sorry, what were you going to say? The most inset. So there have been like eight pitches for Doctor Who movies over the years, and the one that got furthest into production was in 1976. It was co written by Tom Baker. He came up with the story and edited the dialogue. It's called Doctor Who Meets Scratch okay. Man, and the actual premise is that the Doctor goes to hell. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Like, the setup is already batshit insane. You've got, like... Like, there's a lot of details that I'm fuzzy on because it's an insane screenplay that goes all over the place. There are scarecrows that are made of bones and animated by satanic rituals. Um, The Doctor kills the scarecrows by accelerating the growth of moths to get them to eat the scarecrows. There's an entire detour where they go into the TARDIS... uh, 
wardrobe to hide from some of the scarecrows. Then the great Greek god Pan, the god Pan shows up, gives them coordinates on a flute, and they follow the coordinates to hell, where the devil, played by Vincent Price, <laughs> like they got Vincent Price to sign up. Wait, wait, wait. Tells them. Was Pan just living in the TARDIS? <laughs> he just sort of showed up. To, like, because the way you put it, it's like they went into the wardrobe. And I'm guessing Pan is there as a Narnia reference, but, like, that just... Oh, we su- apparently sometime as we went through Greece, we picked up, like, a Klingon, a Klingeron here, a stowaway, and he's just been living in my sock drawer this whole time. It's never specified. In, in all the summaries I've read, it's never explained where Pan comes from. And yeah, then Pan leads them to hell, where the devil, played by Vincent Price introduces himself the devil by the way has no face he has a flaming light ball for a head the devil then dispatches them into a giant pinball machine where they are forced to fight for their lives against a giant pinball and also dalek ah well okay they had to be in there somewhere please tell me the daleks are the bumpers in the pinball machine they are yeah 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 okay It ends with the Doctor killing the devil somehow. I don't remember how. And uh, then the devil hatches out of a cricket ball, but he's got a lizard's body, and that's the end. <laughs> I'm sorry! So, my mind was so like... So this that... tie into the daemons, or the... Um, no, uh... it was never adapted. It, it was just totally thrown away after the... Yeah, I know, I know but th- this would have been after the daemons, right? It would have so... been after the daemons, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, how does it? Because of the vagueness of how confused. it kills the devil, I just imagine this movie suddenly gets real dark, and Tom Baker just fucking garrots Vincent Price, <laughs> sneaks up behind him, and strangles him. <laughs> just like out of nowhere, the doctor becomes like American Psycho levels violent in personally killing this man, just for the movie, so it is never referenced again. That would explain well, like, it. And so Tom honest. Baker wrote this. Did somebody, like... He, he... You just know that there was so much cocaine in the planning did, session. Did someone yeah. just specifically say, Hey, Tom, would you write us a... He was, he was training to be a priest at one point, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he was he, he was kicked out of being a monk because, and he, I quote, he could not refrain from a perfect, permanent state of preapic euphoria. <laughs> okay. <laughs> from... That sounds like euphemism for jerking it. (laughs) Yep, Tom Baker just couldn't stop jerking it. (laughs) Well, you're a monk, you're allowed to jerk it, aren't you? (laughs) No! No. That's kind of the point of being a monk! No, 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 I I mean, I know you're not allowed to have sex, I thought you were allowed to, you know, fulfill yourself otherwise. No, you're not allowed to do anything. No! You just gotta pretend that whole area doesn't exist. Okay. That's why they have, like, the hair shirts and whipping Uh, themselves. Yeah! Used to, anyway. But yeah, um, no, Tom Baker was, it was absolutely off his rocker when he wrote this mm. thing. Um, you know, the, the bit, some of the bits I haven't mentioned. Wait, when like, would this have been, would this have been uh, during his brief marriage to Lala Baker? Or? No, this was before his marriage to Lala Ward. Or Lala Ward, rather? It would have had Sarah Jane in it. Uh, Sarah Jane and Harry. Oh, Jesus. That's this early. Was like 76. Yeah, but 76. Now- the reason, part of the reason they canned it was because they were like, we have no chance of competing against this Star Wars thing. <laughs> Now, but I just, the fact that Tom Baker wrote it, did like, did he just come into the set one day with a script <laughs> scrawled in crayon that he'd written? Yeah. Like, is that what happened? Basically. <laughs> did he Basically. write any other episodes or anything else? 
<laughs> nope, nope. He just really wanted to make a movie. Um, and genuinely, like some of the stuff you haven't, I haven't gone over is some of the really coked out stuff. Like, like one of the one of the scarecrows. Like, I will give you three guesses what one of the scarecrows is dressed as. Go on, guess Hitler? what? Pardon? Hitler? Uh, Hitler? Uh, no, but you're close. <laughs> Stalin? <laughs> hey. No, you're further away. Toto. Getting... Thatcher. No, no, it's a, it was a World War One German soldier. Okay. <laughs> and it had a skull for a face. Why not? Well, that that feels like a Doctor Who vaguely Doctor Who thing, at least the kind of thing they put in there. Uh, there's like camp Cybermen as well. They have camp Cybermen in it that aren't Cybermen, but they're basically Cybermen, and they're camp. Okay. Are they the souls of Cybermen in Hell? <laughs> I wish. They're just dispatched by the devil, and he's like, I'm bored of using scarecrows, I'm gonna use robots So basically now. it's like a B-disco on this New York, New, New Jersey dentist's front yard, is what you're saying. That's what Hell is like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's completely insane. But if we've learned anything tonight, it's that Dane Ironfoot is the son of Nain, and the grandson of Gror, and the youngest son of Dane, the first of Durin's folk. That's true. And it's true now as it was when it was written. Uh, we're all insane right now, so forgive what the hell we're talking about. Phil, go back to sleep. I assume 90% of this episode will be cut out. <laughs> no, no, no. It's no what is that? A... <laughs> okay, well, I think we're going to wrap it up, folks, for the evening. Um, so uh... We've just been reduced to Beavis and Butthead-esque chuckling. Holy shit, no, I'm imagining a millennial, like, hipster revival of Beavis and Budhead where they watch things like Doctor Who. No, they'd watch YouTube videos. Yeah, that's uh, No, it. but I could see it in my mind. <laughs> they'd absolutely watch YouTube. That is absolutely what they'd watch. I'm amazed it hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too, but I'm kind of imagining, like, Beavis and Budhead, but they're hipsters, yeah. and that also works, and... I need. To, uh, I don't. I need a Beavis, lay down. But, Beavis and Butthead watching YouTube. They get radicalized by Nazis. So yeah. fast. Oh God. No, they're too stupid to radicalize. <laughs> That's the point. Are you sure? They would do. They would do unboxing. You don't think videos. they? They just walk, stumble across a Stefan Molyneux video and start complaining just, about white genocide yeah, or something. Like, hey. No, they just watch him and start laughing because he sounds like Kermit. <laughs> no, no, that's Jordan, uh, that's Peterson. Jordan Peterson. I don't, they I get all them sound like Kermit. All right. Well, we'll speed off into the uh, into the sunset on a on the back of a horrible CGI homunculus. Uh, until next year. Until next year. We're all very tired. We record this very late at night for no particular reason. Um, but uh, we'll be back next week, everyone. Uh, please keep the bees safe and uh, please don't attack your neighbor neighbors, your dentist neighbors uh, lawn displays. So we'll see you all again next week, everyone. Thank you again to Jillian. Thank you to Phil for coming by. And uh, as always, you guys have anything you want to plug, by the way? Uh, sure. Um, what Mad Universe? There's there's a new episode. We just did one on the book that uh, Die Hard is based on, which is a thing. That sounds very interesting. I'll check it out. It does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but the Adam host there has been talking shit about this show. Yeah, so. I know. We've got to start a beef with that show. It'll be very profitable for both of us. Jillian, you have uh, anything you want to plug? I have lots of things, but I'm not ready to plug them yet. Yes, that's One right. Day. I know. You've got all kinds of cool stuff in the pipeline. And Ing? 
Um, for the webcomic I do with Charlotte Quinn, and that's pretty much all I do with Mel. Yes. But it is very good. It's a really cool... It's an amazing webcomic. I love yes. it. We'll check it out. And yeah. you can check out my stuff at phantasmictales.com. P-H-A-N-T. Asmic Tales. Uh, okay, until next week, uh, everyone, or until two weeks from now, uh, have a good night. We're all going to go die and collapse in a heat now. Good night. Yeah. Good <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.